live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network. Lobs in zone for Stoops. He caught it. He caught it. Drake Stoops touchdown with Bob Stoops on the sideline. You gotta be kidding me! What a moment! It's the T Row in the morning show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Ball stolen, layup blocked by Shagwap. Get that out of here. Rock the Shagwap. Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Law Offices of Rod Polston Tax Resolution line at 405-329-9000. Casey Thompson back to pass under pressure. They got him! Danny Stutzman! It's a sack! Crossover, Cortez pivots in the paint. He'll shoot from there and he got it! He got it! It's the Bichon Show in Norman! Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. The Bears are 4-0 in Big 12 Conference road games this year with a win here in Norman, 65-51 over the Oklahoma Sooners. Wilson to McCormick, right side O's. He floats, he shoots, he scores! KU goes up one, seven seconds to play. Here's a shot by Pack for the win. No good rebound of Bozzi, and KU's going to win it. Clark Harris will snap it back to Kevin Huber for the win. The snap, the put down, the swing of the right leg. It's on its way. It is good. Coffin nails. Bam, bam, bam. That is unbelievable. We'll try to win it here from 45. Pepper's snap is a little high pulled on by Wisnowski. Robbie Gold has it away, and it is good. Robbie Gold has kicked the 49ers to victory here in Green Bay. The golden leg of Robbie Gold going to an NFC championship game. The Packers, three years in a row, now have been put out. Matt Gay, with four seconds on the clock, will attempt a 30-yard field goal from the left hash. Hits it with the right foot. Kick on its way. It is through. It is good. Matt Gay brings it home. Los Angeles will host the NFC Championship game. 36-36 tie in overtime. Chiefs first down and goal to go. Mahomes looks to throw it. Pump faking. Right side he wants it. A comeback cut. It is caught by Kelsey. Touchdown, Kansas City. One of the greatest duos in the history of the National Football League. Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey on a push fade comeback. And the Chiefs have won this incredible divisional playoff game in overtime. That's your boy, Mitch Holtus, TJ. Yet another reason why I was cheering against the uh, Chiefs. <sighs> Bengals, Niners, Rams, Chiefs. Advancing. <laughs> Here is your schedule next Sunday, 2 o'clock. Bengals at Chiefs, AFC Championship game, 530. Niners at Rams, NFC Championship game. After it never happening for the first uh, how many ever years? It could now happen in back-to-back years, TJ, where a team plays a Super Bowl on their home field. Uh, Tom Brady did it last year. Mm-hmm. Rams could do it this year. Super Bowl at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. 
Who are we cheering for, Teach? No, I don't have any cheering interests left. It all died this past weekend, so I could have got on board with Buffalo. Could have got on board with uh, Brady winning what another. About, could have got on board uh, with Rodgers. What about Rogers. the Sooners on the Bengals? Does that do anything for you? The Bengals is probably where I'm leaning towards the most, but they have. So here's my problem. So each each franchise still left. There's reasons for me to root against them. So right. um, the Bengals probably will be who I go for, but they have Joe Burrow, and that really bothers me to cheer yep. for him. That's hard but to pass, Samaj and Joe Mixon and those guys and uh, Taylor, you know, they're on the sidelines that, you know, the Norman boys. So I can get behind Cincinnati, I think. Dick, Kansas City, definitely not. Can't stand Kansas City. Can't stand their Can't fans. Stand Can't stand you. Um, Rams, I could so get San behind. San Fran and Cincy, like an old school nostalgia Super Bowl TJ, like Parker Thune said. <sighs> The NFC, the old, uh, Joe Montana versus Boomer Esiason. The no, NFC just Boomer makes Esiason. me itch. Um, I hate the 49ers. The NFC makes you itch. Yeah, the two left. Like deciding, oh, okay, like sure. if I were to pull for one to get there over the other. I guess Matthew Stafford. I would root for that for him, but then he's got Odell Beckham Jr. and I don't like Sean McVay at all. So I I have no rooting interest left is what I'm saying. So I guess well, Cincinnati I go McVay. go Beagles. Uh, he bothers me. I don't know why. Hmm. I've never liked him. I've never like. There's yeah. something that irritates Fair him. Uh, irritates me with him. So I don't have a specific reason. Just I see him and I say I don't like that guy. So. The best Super Bowl would probably be Chiefs-Rams from an entertainment perspective. Yes, agree. Agreed. All right. Um, let's talk about this, uh, This what's got me mad, okay? All right. Lay down. L- lay down and talk to I us. Believe, I believe I have established in the first hour, TJ, and if I haven't, if you're just joining us, I am squarely blaming OU's loss Saturday on the 25 turnovers, okay? This is okay. not what I'm about to talk about is not excuse making. I want I want that clear, TJ. Okay. I'm not trying to tell you, oh, you would have won this game if not for this call. You cannot commit twenty-five turnovers and beat Baylor. That being said, I'm upset about what happened Saturday. I think Doug Sermons, who has been in my every time we've asked Kevin, every time we see Doug Sermons is officiating a game, we go, "Oh boy." <laughs> he, we have long said, if I ever get kicked out of a game, it will be a game that Doug Sermons is officiating. And it probably came as close to happening Saturday as it ever has, and will. I'm not going to get kicked out of a game, but I did get. A darting glance on Saturday. I will, Ooh, I like darting glances. I will glances explain way. this more later. You've seen the play now. Yes. It's a five-point game, about five and a half minutes to go. OU is on a run. They pulled it within three. Then Akinjo hit a running layup that he got re-hurt on to make it five. So it was a five-point spread. There is a bounce pass to Tanner Groves in the paint that gets by him. And as he's looking back for the basketball, Matt Meyer comes in with what can only be called a flying knee kick to the head. 
It looks unintentional, like, I'm sure. Unintentional, but it looks like something you would see in a bar fight. Dude just UFC. comes flying in, UFC style, yes. Just knee to the face. Bam! I am pretty sure, momentarily, Tanner Groves is out. If you watch him fall to the floor, his feet completely go out from under him, and he goes face first to the ground. Then he pops up. So I think it was just momentarily turning out the lights, but I think it happened. It was like I haven't talked to the coaches or anybody. I'm concerned that there could be a concussion there. You know, that's how hard the hit was, TJ. It was a significant when you see it, you go, ooh, right? Yes. So, no foul is called. <laughs> no foul is. Let's start there. No foul is called. Tanner Groves with uh, headband all askew and upset that no foul has been called goes to the referee and makes his feelings known and gets a technical foul. So Baylor ends up getting four points on the play, on the foul and the technical foul. Okay, A five-point game goes to nine. Porter Moser says, my, my guy got kneed in the head. Could you please come look at this again for a flagrant foul? The officials, and this is where it starts to irritate me, are irritated by this request. Doug Sermon specifically is irritated by this request. He tells his other official, you go tell Porter, if I have to come look at this, it's going to cost him a timeout if I don't find anything. And Porter says, fine. So Doug Sermon, with an irritated look on his face, comes over to look at the monitor again. Looks at it for a brief period of time and then vehemently stands up and goes, no flagrant, there was nothing unnecessary there, and it was in, not intentional, and waves it off, and then he goes over to Porter and starts to act it out. You've probably seen that video. Now. He starts to act out the flying knee kick and the head and all that kind of stuff. I, I don't understand the rule. Uh, my understanding of it has always been Contact to the head or neck area, intentional or not, is a flagrant foul now in college basketball. Flagrant one. If you deem that there was any intent there, like if a person did it on purpose, then you could give them a flagrant two and kick them out of the game. Most fouls, TJ, are unintentional in a basketball game. Right. Almost all of them are. I didn't mean to hand check that guy. I was reaching in to slap it away on the drive and I accidentally caught his wrist unintentional. I don't think Matt Meyer meant to knee him in the head, although I'm not sure why he bent his leg the way he did, but I don't think it was intentional. That doesn't matter, I don't think, on a flagrant one. Uh, I did have somebody send me the rule afterwards, and this is from – I haven't looked it up myself. This is just – it's a screen grab of rules that were sent to me, so I don't know if this is true or not, but this is what was sent to me. Flagrant one simply looks for unnecessary illegal contact that could unintentionally harm another player. 
Offending players don't receive an ejection if they get a flagrant one. But if they get two flagrant ones in a single game, they are ejected. Intentional contact intended to harm a player is penalized as a flagrant two. So, next uh, dead ball, I called the referee over. And they're good about this, TJ. They always go on their own and explain it to television. Nobody comes and explains anything to us on radio. But if we can get their attention during commercial and, and ask them, they'll, every uh, instance I've had, they've been kind. It wasn't Doug Sermons. It was one of his other guys okay. who came over, and I said, can you explain to me so I can explain to our radio offer, our audience why that was not called a flagrant? And he said he didn't mean to do it. It was unintentional. He didn't mean to do it, and we deemed it was not excessive contact. I said, okay, thank you. I didn't argue with him. I didn't anything. I just said, thank you. And then explains, you were listening to the radio, to the radio audience, what we were told. So that's what that's what I know. I, I don't think they got it right, personally. Well, I they, don't know the rules, obviously, as well get as it the right. officials do. I mean, I can say it. You can't. You may get in trouble, but they didn't get it no, right. I won't get in I don't think I'll get in trouble, but if the rules are what I just read to you there, they didn't get it right. Right. Maybe I'm looking at old rules. Maybe now they've changed it to where even a flagrant one has to be deemed intentional contact. I don't think so because I've seen a lot of plays where a guy's just blocking out, his elbows get a little bit high, and they contact a guy in the nose or whatever, and they call it a flagrant. Uh, I went down a rabbit hole looking for flagrant fouls yesterday as examples. They're all over the place. Guys accidentally elbow, usually, somebody in the head and shoulder area, and it's deemed a flagrant. The difference here is it was a knee. I've never seen a play like this before, you know, Well, where a guy kneed another guy in the head. That's what I was going to ask you. So, like, all I've seen with the... I was just listening to the radio broadcast with it being on ESPN Plus. I don't know if I've mentioned. I refuse to get ESPN Plus. Yeah. Um, anyway, right. so all I've seen is the clips. I of read it. what you and John asked me to read, by the way, on the air Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was listening. Yes, I was listening. I heard that and I laughed. Um, so all I've seen is the clip. Like, why was he leaving his feet in the manner that he was? Why no was idea. he in the air like that? That that was my question no from idea. the clip. So I didn't know if there was something that I didn't see in the video before of why he was why he was because up in the think, air like that. Like Because I think Matt Meyer is a wildly erratic guy. Like he does weird things, you know? Okay. Okay. He, I, I figured I, that I might be the answer, but I wasn't sure. I, 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 there's no reason for him to be leaping on a bounce pass to Tanner Groves in the middle of the lane. <laughs> right. That's what that's what my question was, because it was a bounce He's pass. He's not even He's not going up for a shot. There's no pass in the air. There's nothing to leap for. So I've no I'm not claiming he did it intentionally. I don't think he did anything on purpose at all. But it is a weird, erratic, like, what are you doing? So he finds himself in the air. All of a sudden, here's Tanner Groves below him. I think probably he just instinctually brought a knee up and just jack jawed him. And I don't think he did it on purpose. I, oh, I don't either. I but don't, I don't that, think but that's you why have, I think I it falls under flagrant one. I don't think you have to do one. it on purpose. Right. That's right. why I'm saying. That's why I asked the question and why it would, to me, seem like it's an obvious flagrant one call. 
like you said, you don't remember, you don't mean slapping at a ball to catch a guy across the nose, but it happens. I will say this unequivocally, one hundred percent. Somebody could call in and explain flagrant one and flagrant two to me better, and I'm willing to be corrected. But I can tell you this beyond a shadow of a doubt: it's a foul. Yes. <laughs> Good point. That's a good point. <laughs> it's definitely a foul, even if it's not a flagrant. And the fact that you missed it is embarrassing. The The ball is there. It's not away from the ball. Every referee's looking at it. Everybody in the building is looking at it. The ball goes to Tanner Groves. He reaches for it, and the guy comes over and knees him in the face who drops a six foot ten guy to the ground, knocks him out cold, it looks like, and you don't see it? <laughs> it was a huge turning point in the game. Massive, I'm not here to tell massive. you that it cost him the game. I don't know. But it's a five-point game. If it is properly, in my opinion, called a flagrant foul, you get two shots in the basketball. The, you It could have been anywhere between a, well, could have been a two-point possession, could have been a four-point possession, could have been a five-point possession if they hit a three out of that. As it was, Baylor got four free throws out of it, and it's a nine-point game. So it it is theoretically as much as a nine-point swing. I've never seen a play, TJ, that was a nine-point swing in a game. Could have been that much. Could have been. Might not have been, but it could have been. And the game was over at that point. Yeah, it was over at that point, yeah. I mean, the play, that play ended the game. So, now, I hope there's a referee out there listening who knows the rules better than me that can explain it better to me why there wasn't a flip. Because they did come and look at it. That's the, my opinion is Doug Sermon's pride gets in the way a lot of times. He he referees with an attitude, and he was upset about the technical. He was upset that they asked him to come look at it again and just quickly said, no flagrant, because I said so, and moves on. I think he got it wrong, but I would love for somebody to explain to me that he got it right. Uh, TJ, you can tell I have not yet got past my mad. You have not. You have not. This is as angry as no. I've heard you in a while. And I haven't. I haven't told you about the darting glance yet. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by extreme outdoor equipment. Four-wheelers, side-by-sides, UTVs, travel trailers, or motorhome rentals. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby Exit 104B and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle Exit 108. We're back on the T-Row in the Morning Show. This hour brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. Terry and Jackie Saxon saving people over $300,000 last year in listing fees with their $899 fee. No hidden fees there. It's $899. They don't come back at you at the end and add on or anything. That's just $899. Great customer service. Find out how they do it. 405-361-3380 or visit them at saxonrealtygroup.com. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Let's see here. The basketball play reminds me of the Draymond Green kick in the, uh, with Steven Adams. No move at all related to basketball and no call. That's from Greg. 
didn't think of that, but that's uh, that's a, a good uh, recollection. Yeah, I'd forgotten about that play. He kicked him in the you-know-where. Yeah. Um, Richard called in off the air during that break, mentioning the C.J. Nolan elbow to the head that caused the concussion wasn't called either. Yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's what angered me the most is, so this is back-to-back games. Again, I don't know the status of Tanner. Might have a concussion. I don't know if he's in concussion protocol or not. I have no idea. Uh, but I do know CJ had to miss the game because he got a concussion from the Mitch Lightfoot elbow to the head that wasn't called. Uh, and again, OU was whistled for a foul on that play. Elbow to the head, should have been a flagrant foul on Mitch Lightfoot, wasn't called. Very next play, another guy might have been given a concussion, nothing called. You know? I mean, and, and the whole, well, if you're, I'll come look at it, but only if it's going to cost you a timeout. It's just a referee being hostile is what that is. I mean, that that's not the rule, TJ. Anytime that you deem something may have been that may have happened flagrant on the court, they stop the game and come look at it. If you think their foot might have been on the line for a three-pointer, they come look <laughs> come at look it. Come look at it, right. Not this, I'm not looking at it. If I have to come over there and look at it, you got to use a timeout. It, dude, dude, we're talking about player safety here, college safety, all that kind of stuff. Dude looked like he was knocked out cold for a second by a flying knee. Well, I'm not going to go look at that. Don't make me go look at that. Grow up. Go ahead. What else you got? <laughs> Let's see here. Well, I got to look at it. You got to use a timeout, Porter. Uh, turnovers will always be a big issue with this group and the pace they play. Is the German still coming to OU basketball next year? Tanner has been getting rough down low on the box outs previous to the intentional knee to the head, or had been. Uh, they corrected themselves. Tanner had been getting rough uh, down low on box outs previous to the intentional knee on the head. Yeah, he played. He he uh, he he played better. You know, he finally started to hit some shots there in the second half. Stepped out and hit a couple of threes. He had ten points in the second half. Hopefully, he's turned a corner. And he went through a rough stretch and was playing better. Uh, I do not agree that turnovers are always going to be a part of this style of play because this ha- is how. Porter Moser's teams have played, and they traditionally have very low turnover numbers. So those two don't go hand in hand. This team specifically is turning the ball over a lot, which is what's driving him crazy. Yes, the German is still yes, coming. still coming. When he gets here, let's refer to him by his name, though, please. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you want to get Steve in here? Yeah, let's get Steve in here. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Chance. Hey, uh, up, Toby, I'm going to try to take some of your anger away, but I've, but I've got a rules question for you, but it regards to football. Now, right. I don't have a dog in this fight because I'm a disappointed Cowboy fan, but explain to me how on the pass to Evans that they call a dead ball foul, 15 yards, but Tampa Bay only needed 14, but yet it wasn't the first down. Was it because of the – I mean, I heard him explain it on TV, and I still didn't – understand exactly what they were talking about can you help me out on that deal i'm i'm struggling to come up with the play tj do you remember what he's talking about play too i well what's the remember evans making a play but i'm trying to remember i didn't know we were talking about tampa bay there till the end of your sentence sorry 
So go ahead, hit it again. Now that I know what game we're talking about. Well, it was a late. It was it was a long pass down to Evans, almost in the corner. About the it would have been about the ten yard line, and the guy came in and hit late after the ball was already there. Oh, 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 gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I'm with you. Yeah, 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 because it happened after the play. So once it is – that was an interesting thing, too. I didn't know exactly how it was going to be called. The ruling was once the ball was incomplete and hit the ground, the play was over. So the personal foul where he came in and clocked him with his helmet was deemed to be after the play. So it's a post-possession foul, um, meaning – Fourth down, they didn't pick it up. It is now the Rams' ball. Now you can back them up 15 yards. It, so it, it's Tampa a, Bay didn't get the 15 yards, the 15 yards because it was after the play, even though they only needed 14 for a first down. They that's, did get 15 yards. Thinking. They did get 15 yards, but it backed up their offense because it was after the play. So okay. Okay. Tampa Bay, right. the, the play's over. It's now Tampa Bay's ball, then the hit, so they back up the offense 15 yards from the previous spot. So if the ball hadn't have hit the ground, then what would have been the circumstance on that? If the uh, ball if was still – let's, let's say uh, the ball hit Mike Evans' hands and popped up in the air, okay, and it was still theoretically catchable, and then he got smashed in the head. Then it would have happened during the play – and it would have been 15 yards personal foul and an automatic first down. Okay, okay. But because no, the, the ball had one. already hit yeah. the ground, yeah, the, it was an incomplete pass before he actually got hit in the helmet. All right, guys. Thanks, Toby. Right. I appreciate See it. You, See you, all Yep. Problem. Uh, 7.33 in the morning. When we come back, Jenny Baranchek and Taylor Robertson talked with our Chris Plank after the game yesterday. Unfortunately, OU on the wrong side of history in Manhattan. They lost 94-65, and Kansas State's Aoka Lee scored an NCAA record 61 points in the game. TJ, she went 23 for 30. All on layups. All on layups are a little bunny on <laughs> just right there. Just toss into scored, her score. Toss into her score. Toss into her score. 61 points on 30 shots. You'll hear the postgame remarks of Coach Baranchek next. The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405 735 5510. Joined by Taylor Robertson and head coach Ginny Bronchek. Coach, first and foremost, just so, I know you had a chance to talk to the team, but what, what's the message after a game like this? Well, first and foremost, I mean, you never you, you never want to be who they played against, but it was a hell of a performance from Aoka Lee. I thought, I mean, she we had we clearly had no answer for us. She was impressive, and I don't know what was more impressive that or their 25 for 27 from the free throw line. We needed to keep them off the line. Um, you know. The biggest message that we just talked about prior to going off the floor is we can't hang our heads. Like, we can't quit on plays. We can't get down. Uh, we've got to be able to respond. That's This is part of it. This is this is part of being a great team. People are going to get up. They had a great crowd today. They have a great basketball player. They have a great team. Um, and for us today, did we give our best? I don't know. There were times that we can question our effort, and we don't want to do that. 
Um, I thought we got some good looks, and they'll go down for us. We've just got to focus on continuing to get better and believe in ourselves a little bit more. So that's the message. Dear Rob, I saw you trying to keep the uh, energy up, the atmosphere up for you. How challenging was it whenever things just weren't going your guys' way today? Um, it's tough. This is a tough place to play, and whenever the other team kind of got rolling and we were kind of struggling, there was just we were just trying to do our best just to stay in it and keep our energy up and. It was kind of hard at times, but we were doing our best to do that. Yeah, and, and I guess here, here's the you get another shot at him here in a couple of weeks. So from that perspective, T. Rob, you know, you go in there and say, hey, listen, this was not the way you wanted it to go. But like Coach, you said, you got to keep that positivity up, right? Yeah, we know we get another shot at him at home, and hopefully, we'll be a little bit better and come out a little better and get a win next time. It, it, Coach, how frustrating is it when you know, I thought Emma Svoboda. I thought she did a night for as challenging as it was. Yeah. You know, she, I think she played the most minutes of mm -hmm. the season. But how frustrating is that for you when you just you, you, you can't find an answer down low whenever uh, Aoka Lee was cooking like she was? Well, I, again, it goes back to I think our I think our effort can be a little bit better. I really do. I think in terms of just our fight on our post defense. Um, and so, the, yeah, it gets frustrating. I think the bigger thing to me was – Yes, that's part of it, but it's also the loose balls. Are we getting right. the loose balls? Right. It's. I mean, we had a number of layup opportunities as well that normally go in. We have a number of three-point shots that normally go in. So uh, what I'd like to see, I, I'm not worried if they go in or they don't go in. Like, that's not what frustrates me. Our response to when they don't, that's where that's where we've got to be able to grow as a basketball program. And I think for the most part this season, I think we've done a pretty good job of that, even when teams make runs. This game, we didn't. This game, you know, and I look back and I'm like, okay, we could have maybe prepared us a little bit better. We could have had us ready at the very beginning. I probably should have called a timeout right away. You know, I feel like we can play through some things a little bit more. Um, but I've kept thinking, okay, we're getting pretty good looks. we just got to have a little bit more effort on the interior. We can't be so afraid of fouling because then guess what happens? We foul more. Right, and right. so that's where we've just... You know, yeah, we, we don't have the size, but we got to have the heart then, and we got to figure that piece out. So next time, us as coaches will have us more prepared. Um, and, you know, and I think we can play a little better too. So I think we're all going to take a piece of this pie. It really, it, this isn't fun. It's not fun to get the, and it's definitely not fun to lose by this margin. It's not fun to play in a game where you really never had a shot, even though we kept feeling like it's coming, it's coming, it just never came. Um, so from that standpoint, we got to be better, but we're also not going to beat ourselves up over it. We are going to learn. We're going to take what we need to learn, and we're going to focus on getting better, and that's it. Yep. Not a good day for the uh, Sooners, 94-65. Uh, the octagon of doom has been just that for OU basketball teams, really for the last decade. Uh, there, there are some places that the Sooner men and women have gone and played very well. West Virginia is one of them, by the way. Not Kansas State. <laughs> we, the men and women have not had much luck, certainly the men up in Manhattan. So let's update you on the Big 12 standings. We'll start with the men. Kansas alone on top right now at 5-1. and one. Then Baylor and Texas Tech both at 5-2, and two, hot on their heels. Again, you got Tech at KU tonight. That'll be fun. TCU, TJ. Went to Iowa State and blew them out Saturday. They're in fourth place right now at three and two. And a tournament team. Texas, four and three. Then you got OSU in sixth place at three and four. West Virginia has, uh, they're missing a game still. They're at two and four. 
And then OU is tied with Iowa State and K-State for eighth place right now at 2-5. and five. You have a team in OU on a four-game losing streak and a team in West Virginia on a three-game losing streak. Going head-to-head Wednesday night in Morgantown. Two teams desperate for a victory, which should create for some uh, high drama. I've been asked a couple of times, by the way, how will the Big 12 tournament work this year with Noah OSU in it? Well, it's quite simple. That opening night, there will only be one game instead of two. Uh, there will only be an 8-9 game. So the winner of that gets the one seed. One, you'll seed one through seven, and then 8-9 will play each other. So wherever OSU finishes... You'll just take them out, slide everybody below them up a notch, and that's how the seeding will be for the Big 12 tournament. Eight and nine will play each other Wednesday night, and then the quarterfinals will take place Thursday as normal. Women's standings look like this. Iowa State also lost yesterday, so the Sooners still tied for first. It's a three-way tie now, though. Iowa State, Kansas State, and OU all at five and two. It's so weird, TJ, that to not include Baylor in anything it, yeah. at the top of the conference. Texas at four and two, right behind them. Baylor is three and two in fifth place. Then you've got Kansas at three and three, West Virginia and TCU at two and four, Tech at two and five, and the Cowgirls in the basement right now at one and six. That's the next game for the OU women. They get OSU Wednesday night. Uh, at 6 o'clock in Norman. Back-to-back home games this week for Jenny Baranchek's team. Wednesday night, OSU at 6, Saturday afternoon, Texas at 2 o'clock. The men, it is the toughest travel week of the year, TJ. They will go to Morgantown on Tuesday, play on Wednesday, come back late Wednesday night, uh, be in Norman on Thursday, right back on a plane on Friday to Auburn, Alabama, and play the probably new number one ranked team in the country on Saturday afternoon at 1 o'clock. Then head back home, practice Sunday, and play Monday night on Big Monday against TCU. So they'll play three games in six days, two of those on the road, and not close either uh west virginia and auburn yeah it's a it is a uh well they're all brutal stretches but just as far as compact number of games and travel and everything it is a a a difficult week and some much needed outcomes at stake so that's what we got in front of us wednesday's show by the way will be live in morgantown this week all right let's get cheesehead in here he's been waiting cheesehead good morning Hey, good morning, Live fellas. from the great state of Iowa. Hi, Cheese. How, how it do hey, today? Fellas. Oh, we're doing well. I just wanted to comment on that uh, game uh, last night, the Kansas City Chiefs and uh, Buffalo. What a game, hey? What a game, hey? What a game, hey? Yeah. Hey, listen, I just want to co- a couple comments on that game. Uh, at the end there, when uh, Mr. Allen marched his team down there and they threw that uh, touchdown in the end zone with 13 seconds left, man, I was all shook up. Uh, but then, of course, 
as TJ calls him. Kermit the Frog marched his team back down in field goal range, and he made that, what, 49, whatever it was, yard kick. Right. I, man, popcorn flew everywhere. Right. So what right. a game. That, that game remind, reminded me when Oklahoma played him when he was with Texas Tech. Uh, Texas Tech. Hey. Uh, I Don't be mentioning like, that game. It, it was a lot like it. I mentioned it off the well, Toby loves it. I I don't want to hear about this it. This great he, final he two minutes. Be- Everybody's like, oh, what a great final two minutes. I saw a whole there game like that one night, and I was told it was terrible. Just up and down, back and forth. It was awesome. Mm. Well, that's what it reminded me of. I mean, he, he would. Uh, I agree. Kermit the Frog would not quit. All right, fellas, just want to are, mention are, that. Wait, wait, no, geez, are you a say? Packers fan? Uh, no, I'm not. Um, I okay. can't stand the Packers, but I felt sorry for them because I can't stand San Francisco. So everybody here is beside themselves. Yeah. Is so, Rodgers coming yeah. back? No, he's done. Uh, I think that brother's done. Yeah, I agree with TJ. Hey, TJ, speaking of which, um, speaking of popcorn, you uh, last time I sent you some popcorn, you gained 14 pounds. Is that, is that correct? That's accurate. Yeah, I've, I've gained uh-huh. about 14 pounds since you sent that popcorn. It's accurate. Good popcorn. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, next time I see the popcorn, just don't hog it all, baby. It's for everybody at the station. All right. All right. All right. See see so are you th- do you think Rodgers is retiring or just no, going somewhere no, else? No, I think, he'll, I think he's somewhere else next year. It wouldn't surprise mm-hmm. me if it's Denver or Tennessee. Maybe he can become the new spokesperson for Mensa or something like that because he's – what a genius that guy is. I love Aaron Rodgers. Oh, what a, what a, hey, hey, Kurt, a, he did choke, though, on Saturday and does have a tendency to do that in big games. You satisfied now, you punk? <laughs> Jeez. 7.49 Someone in the morning. drank too much on Saturday night, and it wasn't <laughs> me. Back after this. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. Call Terry or Jackie at 405-361-3380. T-Row in the Morning Show this hour brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. Told you for uh, months about their $8.99 listing fee. If you're looking to sell your home, it's the way to go. Great customer service. You'll love Terry Saxon. He'll do a tremendous job for you. 405-361-3380 or saxonrealtygroup.com. Okay, before we hit the top of the hour and people go into work at 8 a.m., I don't want them to miss this. So we've had several texts saying uh, on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, Toby, we need to know about the uh, what does this one say? The fleeting glance. glance or the darting glance? Yes, they've all. <laughs> so, we've got several texts here. Uh, so, I uh, my broad our broadcast position is right next to the uh, replay monitor at uh, the Lloyd Noble Center. So, where the referees come over to look is the direct next seat to where we are broadcasting. In fact, we can look at the monitors facing our direction that the officials are looking at facing their direction. And I'm watching the replay. I see the knee to the head. I tell the listeners, you're listening, TJ. Uh, Kevin mm-hmm. and I both yep. see it. We say, well, this is an obvious flagrant. This is going to be a flagrant foul. We start discussing how unfortunate it is that they're not going to be able to undo the technicals because they've already given Baylor two shots, two technical free throws because Taylor or Tanner argued. So that's unfortunate. But this is obviously going to be a flagrant. Well, then Doug Sermons comes up and says, no flagrant. And I said, because I'm shocked, TJ. Typical Kansas fans. Oh, that's I thought that's what you said there. 
I said, that's a that's a terrible call. And Sermons <laughs> darts his eyes at me. And then goes to Porter to explain to him why it's not. So for just a second, I thought, well, I'm about to get run. But that would have been weak. I mean, he's not going to. If he throws me out for saying that's a terrible call, then. Gosh, just once. Just once. I want to see you get thrown from it. It was a terrible call. It I stand was. by it. It's I a terrible call. It was. Whether and, he can uh, hear me or not, it was, a t- it was a terrible call. But there was a second there. I mean, just a fraction of a second when he heard me. And I know he heard me. And he looked at me. So we'll probably have a conversation about it on down the line. I'm sure he'll officiate another game. Most of those guys come over before the game, and we chat, and we talk about things. And I'll say, explain it to me. And I'm sure he will. Maybe we'll have him Wednesday night. Probably not since it's in West Virginia, but sometime soon. But, uh, yeah, there was a second there where I thought, well, that's it for me. Uh, I'm about to be ejected from this game. <laughs> that would have been worthy. That would have been worthy. So, but the funny thing is, uh, Drake said before the season started because somebody got in trouble recently. Well, oh the uh, the Texas Tech football crew. Remember they? Got oh, that's right. Yes, for yes. Drake said, uh, and there has been a couple of instances in basketball because you're so close to the court where broadcasters have been ejected. It happened to Dave South at Texas A&M several years ago. It happened to, I think it was either Butler or Miami of Ohio just three or four years ago, where an official heard something a broadcaster said and kicked him out of the game. And Drake said to me, if that ever happens to you, it'll be Doug Sermons. And we all laughed about it because I was like, yeah, well, yeah, that's true. If there is an official that is hot-headed enough that he would run me from the game, it'll be Doug Sermons (laughs) someday. And I don't think it almost happened. But there was a moment there where I thought, I'm about to get run. 8 o'clock, we'll be back.